0: Welcome to the episode. In this podcast, we will cover glycemic management after antenatal corticosteroid therapy. Glucocorticoids are drugs which have multiple effects on carbohydrate, protein, and lipid metabolism, as well as other aspects of homeostasis. They are potent anti-inflammatory and immunosuppressive molecules. One common side effect of these drugs is their propensity to cause hyperglycemia. These drugs are used in pregnancy to accelerate fetal lung maturity in the preterm fetus. Antepartum corticosteroids were first recommended for use by the National Institute of Health back in 1994. Use of corticosteroids like dexamethasone or betamethasone in antenatal mothers at risk of preterm delivery prevents respiratory distress and lowers the risk of highline membrane disease in their preterm infants. Glucocorticoids increase alveolar surfactant. They improve pulmonary compliance and expand maximal lung volume in the fetus. This occurs due to induction of protein synthesis in surfactant producing type 2 cells in the fetal lung. The ALPS trial, published in 2016, concluded that administering antenatal corticosteroids in the late preterm period, defined as 34 weeks to 36 weeks and 6 days, in those in whom delivery was likely, was also beneficial. Severe respiratory complications, transient tachypnea of the newborn, surfactant use, and bronchopulmonary dysplasia also occurred significantly less frequently in the metamethasone group. There was no significant differences between the incidence of chorioamnionitis or neonatal sepsis. Neonatal hypoglycemia, however, was more common in the beta-methasone group than in the placebo group. This opened up the steroid administration from just 34 weeks to 36 weeks and 6 days. But what do we know about the maternal glycemic control after antenatal corticosteroids? Well, let's figure that out next. Gestational diabetes is not considered a relative contraindication for antenatal corticosteroids, nor is frank diabetes. But brittle diabetics can be at risk for severe hyperglycemic episodes following corticosteroid use for fetal lung maturity, so they should be monitored closely. In general, the glycemic effect of steroids begins as soon as 12 hours after the first dose and can last up to 5 days. Let's take a look at the use of antenatal corticosteroids steroids in women with pre existing diabetes in a two thousand and twelve retrospective study of patients with diabetes who received antinocorticosteroids, the impact on fasting and two hour postprandial glucose was measured. Fasting glucose levels were elevated in over 90% of women on day 2 and day 3 after steroid administration. At least one postprandial glucose level was elevated in 80 to 98% of women on days 1 through 3. In this study, approximately half of women with diet-controlled gestational diabetes required the initiation of pharmacological therapy to maintain euglycemia. Within this group of women, a large minority, that's about 36%, required continued anti medication until delivery. So, the administration of corticosteroids may have long-term hyperglycemic effects in women with previously diet-controlled gestational diabetes, but the authors state that future studies are still needed to evaluate the full effect in greater detail. They did recommend that women who had gestational diabetes and who required antenatal corticosteroids be monitored closely because of their higher requirement for insulin, according to this study. These findings from the 2012 retrospective study are not different from the study by Ramirez Torres who evaluated the same outcome. They studied patients with diet-controlled diabetes who received antinocorticosteroids and, once again, they found that insulin was required de novo in up to 40% of the cases. And on patients in whom insulin was already used, an increase of 40% to 100% of the daily insulin dose was required to maintain euglycemia especially on the second to the fourth day after steroid use. Alright, so here's the clinical pearl. For the vast majority of pregnant women who receive antenatal corticosteroids and do not have a form of diabetes, the hyperglycemic response is a non-clinical issue. However, for pregnant patients with gestational diabetes, even diet-controlled... Although the hyperglycemic effect of steroids tends to be brief, lasting no more than about 5 days, remember that gestational diabetic patients, just like frank diabetic patients, can go into DKA at much lower glycemic thresholds than non-pregnant individuals. Nonetheless, remember that it's the pre-existing diabetic patient under poor control and who receives steroids who's most at risk for the hyperglycemic sequelae after steroid administration and potentially DKA. That's why NICE guidelines state that in pregnant diabetics already on insulin, consideration should be given to increasing the daily dose of insulin by 20% for the first 5 days after steroid use. Even in patients with gestational diabetics, close surveillance of their sugar level is mandatory, especially in those first 5 days, to prevent potentially deleterious hyperglycemia. In our next podcast, we will continue on this topic by covering diabetic ketoacidosis in pregnancy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.